Okay, before we get started, I have a random, so I was looking into some research for a video, and uh, so I have a random trivia question for you guys, and maybe it's a no-brainer for you, but for me, I actually had never thought of it, but the first one's easy. Who has had the most technicals in all of NBA history? Carmelo. Yes, yes, Carmelo. I was going to say Rashid Wallace, but okay. <laughs> Both are both ah. are definitely up there, but yeah. So Carl Malone, that one trivia I was like, okay. king, baby, trivia. King. <laughs> but I was curious because of all the craziness in the playoffs. I was like, who has had the least amount of technicals, like for or no technicals in their entire NBA career? That's like a, been a had several minutes in years. So, mm-hmm. do you guys know who that is? Oh, that's Joe Dumas. No, that's, maybe. Hold on, hold on. I think um, there's Steph. No, no. Steph's had his fair share. I, th- I, Limited, thought, you would br- but... I thought you would bring it up because it was Steph. <laughs> I would. I would. But no, actually, it is. Any more guesses before I tell you? Well, okay. Wait. You got you to gotta narrow it down. At least give us an era. Okay. Uh, oh, how many years did he play? It probably came in in the Like, early... like 80s, 90s, 2000s. Oh, 2000s. 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 Mm-hmm. And he's nice. still in the league. Barely. But he's in the league. Oh, he's still in the league now. Barely. That's just, you know, he's, he's older. Oh, now. oh, he's still in the league now. Oh, that's James. Nope. No. Um, nope. You know what? I'm taking Iguadala. <laughs> no. Always it's wanted Mike to do that. Conley. Mike Conley. He went 11 wow. years with no technical fouls. That is in college, in high school, zero, which makes sense because. I mean, everyone likes Mike Conley, but I was just flabbergasted. I think 2019 is when he got his very first tech, yeah. which is oh, wild. Yeah. Anyways, random, not the more you know, but I thought that was such an interesting little tidbit. That is. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I learned, I learned, listen, I just became more fluent. Oh. I did too. <laughs> you need that button on your. <laughs> the What, the, ba- the bad joke one? Yeah. Or I... <laughs> yes. Um, for that. I just want to warn you guys, I'm, I'm in a little pain today due to the game yesterday. So, hmm. um, yeah, so, you know, well, let me, can I, it. let me ask you if I told you that in the fourth quarter, Curry would have 30 clay would have like 20 something, 25 and the, and the, and the warriors were up 83, 82. And you had to make a prediction from that point. What would you have said? Warriors are winning. Warriors, right? Yeah, yeah. And I kept thinking of you. I kept. <sighs> I was like, "Dang, Fluent was right. We were the only one. Like me and Jay were the ones who had Celtics." I was like, "Yes, I, the first time I'm excited to be wrong, but no, no." Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was right. I thought it was right too. Yeah. So. Anyways, that happened, but um, yeah, I mean, we still have to break it down and, you know, figure out, I mean, is the series over? And I don't think so. I think it's way too early to mm-hmm. come to that conclusion, but um, Jay, if you want to kind of give... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Jay. No, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Well... What did you see last night? <laughs> well, I said, I said before this game started that game three was going to tell me if this was going to be a long series or a short series, and I still think that it's going to be a long series. I don't think that they 
in this thing early. I saw what I saw from the Boston Celtics. They got back to being the Boston Celtics. And yeah. they completely dominated these guys on, in every aspect of the game. They took care of the basketball. Not only did they take care of the basketball, they got on the defensive glass. They out they out-rebounded them by nine on the defensive glass, limited second-chance points. Since we on the subject of second-chance points, they out-rebounded them on the offensive glass, 15 to six, right? So that's almost triple, right? That's double what they did. So when you're getting 15 offensive rebounds and 22 second-chance points against a team like the Golden State Warriors, you need every opportunity that you can possibly get in order to be successful. And they're doing stuff like that, and that's just making their chances of winning so much better. We all saw what happened in the third quarter because we know who the Golden State Warriors are in the third quarter. I equate it to a boxer who you got dropped in the seventh round and you got saved by the bell. You know when that bell rings in in, in round number eight, he's coming, and he's going to give you everything he has. And if you can stand a barrage, then maybe you can withstand the rest of the fight. So I think – before yesterday's game, I mean, Golden State has outscored Boston 74 to 38 in the third quarter. Well, that's great. Problem with that is in the fourth quarter, the Warriors, the Celtics have outscored the Warriors 87 to 47. So they was, and add that to the fact that they withstood the barrage yesterday and they only managed to outscore the Warriors. They only, they only managed to outscore the Celtics by eight. So as long as they can keep it close, yeah. As long as they can keep it close, they got a shot in the end, which I thought was also going to be in favor of the Warriors. That's why I, I'm still picking the Warriors in six. I still pick the Warriors in six because I, I, I trust the Warriors vets more. But the thing that I'm seeing the most, more than anything, is I'm seeing this Draymond Green logic. Now, Tone, the problem that we have is everybody looks at Draymond Green and they talk about the antics of, when has he not been like that? No, that's that's why I say that's the, it's the same Dre. <clears throat> when has he not been like that? He's he, always been that way, right? No, so he's no change. This right. was him in his rookie season. Right. This was him in year five. This is right. Like, yeah, hundred so percent. So he's always been that way. But the difference is, is five years ago, six years ago, four years ago, when he was doing the stuff that he's doing now, he was playing better. So he was right. a he 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 is their best distributor he is their best playmaker he is their best dirty work guy he is their best defender so he was playing better so the stuff that you saw the antics they didn't outshadow him playing well now the fact that he's playing the way he's playing now that other stuff that he's not being able to do it's getting illuminated that man can you still do this stuff now his concentration is in somewhere else no it's not he's always been this way the question is is can he still do the stuff that he used to be able to do that's now the question because it's kind of it, it, it's looked like it's divert him talking. It almost looked like it's diverting our attention away from his game. When in reality, what it's doing is it's, it's putting a spotlight on what he's not doing. So I still, I, like I said, Tony, I picked the Warriors in six, and I'm still sticking to that. And that's my stance on them. You know, you mentioned he was the antics are the same. And here's, I guess, the problem with someone who's going to critique him or isn't a Draymond fan. Mm-hmm. When you were doing those antics and you were also not afraid to shoot the ball and you were doing other things, like he was shooting the ball before. He was, look, he's not a huge score, but he was scoring. He was playmaking, right? He's got 15 fouls and 15 points this series. Ugh. 
that's not enough, right? Because, you know, if you go back to pre-KD, he was their third option. Now I get it. Now they have Wiggins. Now they have Poole. Now they have other kind of options there. So I didn't, I expected his numbers to go down. But, right, you still need to do something offensively. Like they can't be playing four on five. When they're when they're on offense, even when the four are you know Curry, Clay, Wiggins, and and whoever Looney, whoever the the other yeah. person is, so you know that's where I think the antics the antics can't overshadow the play, and in the past they didn't, and now they do. So that's why he's getting critiqued for it. You had mentioned the long series, you know, I'm going to be completely transparent. I picked the Warriors in game three. You guys know that. I said, Clay's going to have a big game. They're going to win by 12. I wanted to save that for game four, but you guys both picked. <laughs> I, you guys, I wanted to be, I thought you were both going to pick the Warriors and I was going to pick the Celtics. I still think that game's coming. I still think game four, the Warriors bounce back because of the things that you mentioned. But I did see something from that Celtics team and we've seen it throughout this playoffs. After they lose, they win. Undefeated. Right? Undefeated. Seven, yeah. seven and oh. After a loss, mm-hmm. yeah. Jason Tatum, I, I said this earlier, like about an hour ago, he's on the precipice of like falling into superstardom, but he's right there. That's that. These are the kind of games that will get him there, right? Mm-hmm. After a loss, after playing poorly, how do you respond? Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as I still think it's a long series, the Warriors better play their best damn game of the playoffs on Friday night. Because if they don't come out tomorrow and tie this series up, it might be done in five. Yeah. Like, I know every game we say is a must win. Friday night is a must win because they're, especially with now, I know you want to talk about this. Curry's hurting. Um, You know, he, that, you know, it was the same thing that happened with Marcus Smart in the season where it stopped him from playing the rest of the season. It's the same injury. So if that stopped him from playing the rest of the season, if it wasn't the finals, he wouldn't even be, he wouldn't even be playing. He wouldn't be playing Friday night. So we got to see how he comes back from that. There's, you know, Hey, it's the finals. Everybody's hurt, but you know, well, I also think that the good thing is, is that he's given us some positive energy, letting us know that it's not as bad. I didn't have to go through as many tests as I had to go through when I sprained my foot. So I'll be ready to go tomorrow night. And that, that that's definitely a good thing. But not only how the Celtics bounce back after a loss, but we will talk about the aggressiveness of Marcus Smart. You know, Marcus Smart, when he averages, when he when he gets, when he's 18 a game or more, they're 7-0. They're undefeated in the playoffs, not in the finals, in the playoffs. When he, when he scores 18 or more, they're undefeated. So when he's aggressive offensively, they got 97 points yesterday from their starters. And they held the Golden State Warriors to 82 points. That's pretty good. And we have to talk about the contribution of Robert Williams. The reason why Robert Williams is so important is because what it does is it helps me as a defender on the perimeter be more aggressive. When I got a rim protector behind me and I got a guy who I know is going to clean up my messes, what that does is that allows me to be more aggressive on the perimeter. Now, it doesn't allow me to make stupid fouls or anything like that. No, it doesn't. But what it does is it allows me to take more risks. It allows me to be hand. It allows me to be more active with my hands. It allows me to take to be more aggressive with my defender in front of me. Well, when, when I'm when I'm channeling him one way, it allows me to do those things as opposed to when I don't have a guy like that behind me. 
And add that to the fact that it speeds up our transition game too. When we have a big guy like that, who can clean the glass and who can rim protect like that. So that makes us so much better. Now, I will tell you this, Tone. I know one thing that has to change that I've seen. Um, we all talk about what Draymond Green is doing. One thing that has to change is that drop coverage has to change. Because what Steph Curry is doing is basically walking into shots. Now, I understand oh, yeah, but- where... I understand where Hartford is with that. And the reason why I understand that tone is because his logic is if I drop, I'm definitely more comfortable giving up a lower percentage shot than letting him split the double and basically run down the gut. Well, that's where your interior defense shows up. So if you got the weak, if you got a guy on the weak side of the ball, so if you got Grant Williams, who's covering the guy in the corner, well, he's the furthest away from the ball. So if he comes over and Curry sticks it, to, Curry sticks it in the corner to Poole or Wiggins, you know what? We'll eat that, as opposed to we letting Curry crack threes all night. We cannot have that. So we're gonna have to switch up the drop coverage and maybe chase off. Yeah, screens. I think I think I think the issue is right against every other team in the NBA. You live with that. You you do you you play the drop coverage against Steph. You're right. You're actually better off stepping up or switching and playing up on him. And this, guess what? If he splits the defense and goes, we've seen he's had a hard time with either Williams, right? As as the kind of last man, the last line of defense. So it's like I almost want him to split the defense and go because one, let's be honest, Steph shoots about the same percentage against against a shot blocker versus shooting a three. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that risk for a two. And like you said, I'll eat pool or Wiggins, preferably Wiggins. Not that Wiggins is a bad shooter, but of the three, he's the worst. Um, Yeah. You got to play that. And that's something that it's tough because when you play 28 other teams in the league, you you drop coverage every, right. There's very few exceptions. Curry's that one guy, right? Like if the, I said this to, to Haley earlier and it wasn't just to make her feel good. If the series ended today, if it was a best of three, and the Celtics won the NBA championship, Steph Curry should still be the MVP, even in the losing effort. And I know they don't give away MVPs to, to the person other than, other than Jerry West year one, but like he's been the best. Listen, I get most valid. If I'm saying the best play, he's been the best player in the three games from both teams. Cool. He's been the best player. About time we're saying that. It's about time that we're actually taking a few years. It's about time we're actually saying that this guy is the best player. Because I've been waiting for this for quite some time now to say that Steph Curry is the best player in the championship series. I've been I, I've been saying that. But when I look at you know how aggressive Jalen Brown is early, I think he's the guy who he reminds me. I'm, and what I'm not gonna do is I'm not gonna put him in the same sentence. I'm, I'm not gonna put him in the same category with Kobe, but what he does is he kind of does what Kobe did with the Lakers and Shaq early, where Kobe was the one who was aggressive and Kobe got going early, which got Shaq going. And then later on, we'll go to Shaq later. But Kobe didn't dwindle at the end. Like We don't, we don't get much from Jalen Brown at the end. And I've said this in the past. Like, he's that guy who, you know, he'll give you 26 in the first half and he'll be crickets in the second half. Not necessarily from scoring, but you won't really see much else from him. And I mean, that's what happened last night. He had 22 at the half. He had five points in the second half. And I didn't really see. I, I missed a great, I missed a great opportunity. He was what in the second half? <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, he was. He, he was. <laughs> I missed it. I, missed, I, I got to move it over here so I could. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was crickets in the second half. It really wasn't much. But the thing is, is what he had done. He had just set the table 
because of how aggressive he was, and he made himself such an offensive threat that he made them viable. And now that makes Jason Tatum even better because now what they do with Jason Tatum, which I love, by the way, Tony, you know how I feel about making scorers defend. You know how I feel about this. And I love the fact that the, I love the fact that the Celtics, they got that switch on the Curry with Jason Tatum. And I love how Jason Tatum continued to go after him. Do not let him off the hook. Absolutely not. When you get that switch with him, you get that switch, just like Jalen Brown, when you get that switch, with Jordan Hooler, you get that switch with Steph Curry, don't let him off the hook, man. Go after him. Make him guard. The thing about great scorers, the thing about great scorers, the one way that you can slow them down as a scorer, make him guard and make Steph Curry guard. Remember, Tony, they had 11 points last night in the fourth quarter. 11. Steph Curry had two points in the fourth quarter last night. And why is that? Because he had to deal with Jason Tatum in those switches. And when he gets him on that left wing and he's operating on him and he's not letting him off the hook with the long ball, he's going after him. That that wears on him. Now, it might not wear on him in the first quarter because he's still fresh. But now we get late in the game. We get into the late in the third quarter. We get into the middle of the fourth. And now Jason Tatum is still banging on me and he's still, he's still taking me to the basket. Add that to the fact that Marcus Smart is banging on me. That starts to wear on you. So don't let Curry off the hook. Continue to go after him. Yeah, I definitely I, think that J- the JT struggled with that in game one and two, and you saw mm-hmm. him really lock Steph up last night. Because um, I think that matchup was – Steph was almost wishing for that at first because Tatum was just giving up. So, um, yeah, that's that's scary because he's doing a great job defending Steph. Um, mm-hmm. Can I jump in and add one more thing, Haley, just before yeah. you finish that thought? Mm-hmm. Is that at what point do we see more – and I know we've seen some, but Looney, Kaminga, because if I see Boston get yeah. one more offensive rebound when there's three little Warriors around them and one Celtic, like I'm, yeah. you know me, I, 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 I don't care which one wins, but if, if I, it just that's just frustrating to see when yeah. you see one Celtic player in the mid. Now listen, I get it. He's they, they're bigger. They're just they're a bigger team, but man, Steve Kerr's got to be sitting there going, okay, we need to figure it out whether it's gang rebound whether it's you know making some adjustments look you already have a guy no offense to Draymond Green who's not giving you anything offensively so if you're worried about Looney or Kamingo whoever's their offensive game that's fine you're playing that way anyways like you can't be giving up that many offensive rebounds in what seems to be it's always seems to be like in the worst possible moments too you're right you're down one you're up one offensive rebound they hit a three or they get they get a two or they get a foul and it's like man it's killing them like it yeah. killed all of their sustained runs were killed by offensive rebounds well you also yeah. got to remember too tone that they did the same thing to the warriors and what the warriors did to dallas like we talked about in game one they out warrior the warriors the warriors are a really good gang round team not not just rebounding overall they're really good on the offensive glass and boston's attacking that because we're bigger than them we're more athletic than them and that's going to be the difference in the game, which it was last night, 22 second chance points. Yeah. When you're giving a team like the Boston Celtics extra opportunities, this is points are at a premium when, it, when you get to the finals. I mean, Tony and I have had this discussion in the past. The Utah Jazz lost to the Bulls in 1998, one point. That's it. So points are at a premium. Points are, points are very much at a premium. So when you get second chance opportunities, you got to take advantage of. That's what I was thinking. I mean, as far as rotations, who's who's kind of outsmarted the other team, coach, staff? Um, 
and moving forward, I mean, do we want to see more Jonathan Kuminga? Do we want to see more Muzi? Like, we we have JK, like, on the bench. And I know that he does get into foul trouble. And he's not as, you know, he's not as equipped quite yet. But just having his size and physicality on, on the floor. Um, I mean, when we played, I'm thinking back to when we played um, – the Mavs. I mean, we played. What a fan! This Wiggins loonies. When we played. Oh, she's absolutely a homer. She is not. She is a homer. There's no question I'm about it. I'm incorporating myself. We're in the midst of it right now. Um, but yeah, do we want to see? I'm trying to think of the exact rotations that we played that worked it, so. It, it doesn't even. And, the, you know what? I, and I look. I'm going to say something. People are going to beat me up for this. I'm not concerned about the rotations. What you need is some bigs. Just think back, not far, to the Warriors when they were winning. There was always a Bogut, uh, a Zsa Pachulia. There's always a seven-footer. I think back to the Bulls, right? I, I said this to Jay, what, like two weeks ago, I said they, there was, they had 18 fouls, 18 fouls in, in three seven-foot-one guys, right? Weddington, mm-hmm. Purdue, and Longley. Those guys couldn't score. Those guys couldn't dribble. Those guys couldn't shoot like outside shot. What did, what were they there for? Get rebounds, get defensive rebounds so that they, the other team didn't get offensive rebounds because points are at a premium. If you have to hit them with that seven foot frame and use your 18 fouls among the three of you and just make sure that, listen, at the end of the game, you like, they need to go away with some bumps and bruises and be tired. Right. It's and, you know, I'm going to equate it to, you know, I do a lot of football analogies. It's it's like a running back. A running back will hit hit the, the offensive. Line. You always wonder, like, why are they doing these, you know, halfback dive, halfback dive for one yard, one yard, one yard. It's because those offensive linemen by the, the fourth quarter uh, now, boom, 30 yeah. yards. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? It came from wearing them down. That's what those big guys will do is that, you know, Let's use Steph, for example. Instead of doing that drop coverage that Jay mentioned, you're pushing up on him, he splits the defense, and then he gets hit, and he gets hit again, and he gets hit again. Come the fourth quarter, one, he's going to be tired. As professional an athlete you are, you do get tired. Like, you're not a robot. So it's tired. And now you're second-guessing going into the paint. Like, do I really want to take another shot from him? Right? And, and it doesn't matter. People are like, oh, the game has changed. The game has changed, but you know what hasn't changed? The teams that play physical, the teams can step up on defense. The teams can make it difficult for you to score. Because, look, you're not going to stop Steph. You're not going to stop, you know, Jason. T- you're not going to stop superstars from scoring. But if you make it difficult, if you make it difficult, right, it gives yeah. you an opportunity. And that's, you know, that's that's what you need to do. So that's why when I say I don't care about rotation, I do. But at the same time, you know, who do they have? You know, you probably know their roster better than I do. Who do they have that's, uh, you know, now there's you might not be a legit seven-footer, but 6'10", 6'11", right? The average player is an inch shorter now. So the average six center, nine. I think, is 6'10". Give me some 6'10", 6'11", guys who, like, can 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 do – give me 10 minutes and yeah. four fouls, right? Like, just don't hurt me. Just that that's what they need, um, to, you know, to, because the thing with Tatum, Jay mentioned it. He didn't fall in love with the three. He kept going to the basket. Marcus Smart had a great game. He was posting up Steph, which is what he should be doing. But guess what? If you if you have those a couple of guys giving Tatum a couple of hits, a couple of hits, the next time he might be like, you know what? I'm just going to pull up on this one. And the second he starts falling in love with that, you're back in the game. And, and that's what 
They got to figure out a way to do that. Well, and you knew we knew that when we got that notification that Andrew Wiggins, or I mean, uh, Wiseman wasn't coming back. Like we knew what that meant. Not that he was going to be come in and just be a game changer. We were aware of that. He's still young. He's what he played like 17 or maybe 20 something games in college. Like he's barely played in the league, but at the same time, just having that height on the court would be incredible. Unfortunately, we're in the present and we can't, you know, we're, we're stuck with what we have and I think we can figure it out. And that's why I'm saying, I do think rotations actually are a huge, uh, I think they will make a huge impact and the reinforcements, like the Celtics, all these guys are so big and so physical and I feel like they just have reinforcements, reinforcements coming in. So every time they have the bench come in, like it's just they have more energy or they have been playing with more energy. And so uh, I, I don't know. I think we're going to have to switch something up. That's why I'm thinking having JK come in a little bit just to take a few minutes off, you know, Andrew Wiggins or Looney. Um, Which is actually surprising to me. And it's surprising to me considering who, who did Steve Kerr play? Who did Steve Kerr play for, Tom? He played for Phil Jackson and he played for Pop who in these guys, they do not shorten their rotations in the playoffs. They play 10, 11 they guys. Play t- yeah. They go deep into their bench. Yeah. So for, for Steve Kerr, I'm, I know he goes, let's see, he goes Poole, he goes Damian Lee. Uh, and then... Sometimes. He, 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 and now Belicia is now in the rotation. But Kaminga needs to be more involved in the rotation. Yeah. No question about that. Moses more yeah. that these guys need to be more because I can these guys can give you five ten minutes of something they can absolutely give you five ten minutes of something and Agreed. that's what makes a championship team Tone seven eight guys that's not enough that's not that's not enough and it's it's showing it's, it's been it, rough. It, it, <laughs> if I if I may one Haley, keep an eye on the chat because King90 is all upset that I'm not looking at the chat. Oh, um, oh, oh. We need to get likes up in super chats and we'll pay closer attention. But um, I don't know, King90, comment what you what what if you have a question or something. Uh, Moody. Oh, there we go. Moody and Kaminga are not going to score on the Celtics defense. Okay, that's fine. They don't need to score. We want them to play. We want them to get rebounds is what we want them to do. They're not going to score on the Celtics defense. I don't know. With no uh, way to know unless they try. So no, Yeah, you never you never know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess this kind of segues. I, did you guys see the clip of, uh, Draymond yesterday, I, the Bleacher Report reporter asking him about his, his podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I did you? I saw it. I saw, <laughs> yeah, so I defensive. Saw it. I don't know why he wasn't defense. I don't know why he got defensive. I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing what I need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I applaud him. I, I, I love the fact that he's, he is looking at. Look, the game's done. He can't change. He can't change what happened in the game. Go back. Go go on your podcast. Talk about it. Build up your brand for when you stop playing basketball, which he's done. Right, like he's been on TNT and and other shows and that um, building his brand. Because guess what? The second he stops playing, no one's gonna care. So build up your brand now so that people do care when you leave. Um, I I have absolutely no I have no issue with Dre having his podcast doing it now. Um, I don't think it's affecting his play at all. So why not? Yeah. And I also think too, Tone, that he's creating a narrative for himself and not allowing the media create to create a narrative for him. And I think that that's the that that's the objective here, particularly with Draymond. I mean, if you're going to talk about me, get get your story straight. All right. So before he's he's 
he's essentially beating these guys to the punch. Well, first of all, I played in the game. So you don't have to tell everybody that I suck. I know I suck. <laughs> okay. You don't need to tell everybody. In He's fact, not only, not only do you not need to tell everybody, I'll tell everybody that. And I'll tell everybody why I suck. Now, the downside to this thing is there's a trust factor here. Well, in addition to me being on a team, I'm also a fledgling member of the media. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the locker room, now guys are looking at him. There are some guys that are looking at him st- saying to themselves, I know you are with us, but you also with them. So, are there things that let, I can't hold, say wait, to hold you? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Be honest. You think there is anything that Draymond says on a podcast that he's not screaming ten times louder in the locker room? I don't think that. The thing that I'm thinking of here's the thing that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about a guy in the locker room being able to say stuff to him that okay. needs to stay in the locker room. There are things that need to stay in the locker room and things that are offered the media. Now we're talking about a guy in Draymond Green who is a member of the media. I mean, he works for TNT. So there are things that I can divulge to you, but can I tell you what I really want to tell you without it getting out or can it, or will it just stay in here? So there's that aspect of it too, but I can appreciate Draymond having his own podcast. I, I don't have a problem with that because again, what we talking about, Tone, we talking about a guy who is their emotional leader, who not only is their emotional leader, he's always been like this. This is nothing new here with this guy. Nothing. He's always been like this. But the fact that he's playing the way he's playing, now all of a sudden it's a problem. Well, it's not. Yeah, and, and again, the, the, you know, the narrative changes with his play. If, if Dre was putting up 10, 10, and 10, and the, and the Warriors were up 2-1, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't be having this we conversation. We, no I love the fact what we'd be saying. What would no, no, I'm saying it still, but what would everybody else be saying? I love how transparent he is. I love the fact that he's taking the time and talking to us and yeah. opening up and you know, going taking us behind the curtain. Oh, I love it. But they're losing and he's not playing well. Oh man, he's distracted. What's he yeah. doing? He's ruining the team chemistry. Winning, as always, solves all problems. Yes, it does. Um, yes, it does. So, yeah, I'm with you. The narrative changes Absolutely. depending yeah, on who wins. And, um, but I'm almost nervous to go into this because I saw both of your videos earlier today on the LeBron versus Magic playmaking debate. Mm-hmm. Who is a better playmaker? Yep. So, so I want to hear both of your sides, as I'm sure the chat does as well, because this could, this could get intense. So, uh, Jay, you were the one who, who made the first video, the initial video, Correct. I believe. Mm-hmm. I oh, did. no. <laughs> Ocean waves. Well, well we, had a, we, had a com- we had a conversation uh, yeah. earlier, and the conversation was who is the better playmaker. And I said that the better playmaker between Magic and James, I said it's James because of his ability to score. Now, what people immediately got on me about was I said Jason Kidd over Luca. And Luca is a better scorer than Jason Kidd. But that's only one aspect of being a better playmaker. You can be a better scorer. The reason why I think James is a better playmaker, the reason why I think James is a better playmaker than Magic because of his scoring is not only because he opens up the game and he's able to distribute. There's a number of different aspects. So, for example, we're talking about a guy who, if he's got the ball at the top and he goes to the basket and Kawhi Leonard helps off of him and he ends up getting hit well that's Kawhi Leonard's third foul that's a that's him playmaking so now Kawhi Leonard can't be as aggressive on defense and now that opens up shots for uh Russell Westbrook that opens up shots 
for guys on the perimeter. James has the ball at the top, and James is going to the basket. And now he goes in and he's beating up on your big man. That's foul number three on this guy. That's another, that's, that's another form of playmaking, which means that that guy now has to come off the floor. And now we can attack that even more. Now I can attack the teeth of the defense, and I can get this guy. I can get my other big. I can get Tristan Thompson. I can get Anthony Davis more involved in the offense because now that big man is out. So when I talk about his ability to score and I talk about his ability to put the ball in the basket, it's not just that. He's doing a whole bunch of other things in addition to that to make himself a better playmaker. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about scoring. Okay. Uh, and Super Chat, get, get those likes up and leave your, leave your, um, your side because this is interesting. I think there's valid, you know, valid argument on both sides. Fluent, take it away. Okay. So here's the thing. Is, is, let me start by saying, because, you know, I'll get the, the whole haterade thing going on. Let me start by saying, I'm not saying that LeBron isn't a great playmaker. I'm not saying that. But you're talking about the greatest playmaker of all time in Magic Johnson. No, you're so talking about you, the, the, the greatest passer, Tone, not the, the greatest, greatest playmaker. playmaker Same, of all passer. time. No, oh, okay. no, because he's so the greatest I'm, playmaker I'm, of all time. I'm, I'm, so explain that why he's the greatest I'm, playmaker yeah, I will. of all time. So you talk about putting you talk about putting pressure on the defense, putting mm -hmm. people in foul trouble, creating open shots. Mm -hmm. Well, you're looking at just open shots. You're looking at today's game, right? He's able to penetrate and dish, or he's able mm -hmm. to, you know, pull people away and and have open scoring lanes. Some of that is the rules that have changed. Some of that though is what he does hundred percent. But when I talk about a playmaker, who's pushing the ball up? Who's getting guys dunks and layups? Well, that's magic. Now the other team is also getting tired. Well, that's mm -hmm. if you're going to put scoring into it, well, then I'm going to put playmaking into it. Well, guess what? On those fast breaks, they're also getting fouled. So he's putting the other players into, into foul trouble. He's by far the better passer. We know that. He has better, I'm not going to say by far, but he has better court vision, right, than, than, than LeBron. I don't, I, I don't know if I go that far, but okay. All right. okay. I, I, okay. I am. Okay. I didn't interrupt uh, you. You're interrupting okay. me five I'm sorry. times already. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so I got sorry. a guy who's. I have a guy who's better at directing the offense. Who pushes the ball? Who pushes the pace? Who pushes the tempo? Who, by the way, the fact that people pretend like Magic couldn't score, Magic could score in the mid twenties was his average. Okay, he averaged twenty for his career, but what? Okay, is he the three point shooter that James was? No. Okay, but that wasn't part of the game back then. He shot half a three per game. So let's eliminate that because I know that's where the conversation is going to go is, oh, he wasn't, he could score. He could post you up. He could also score from the post. He could also play make from the post. No offense. He's a, be he's a better post up player than LeBron James for his career. James got better, but for his career. So I have a guy who pushes the pace, who puts pressure on the defense, who gets, who can also score 20 plus points per game, who can shoot in the mid range over like 54% in, in the two, who can post you up and play make from the post. So if I'm saying, okay, who's going to direct my team? Who's going to be able to get my players easier buckets? Who's going to make the players around them better? Mm -hmm. it's, it's Magic Johnson. I'm not saying it's not close, but it's Magic Johnson because he can do more when it comes to playmaking. Yes, LeBron has the better shooter, kind of better scorer. Let me say that because I have LeBron James as one of the greatest scorers of all time. So yes, he's the better scorer and gravity and all that stuff. But if I'm saying... I have these two guys with the exact same four around them. Who's going to play make for those other four better? Oh, it's magic. It's magic. And I, 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 I didn't think it was a debate, but I guess it is. 
Yes, it is a debate. Absolutely. So we'll start with let, let, let's let's rewind the clock back to pushing the basketball in transition. Well, a lot of that had to do with the fact that I had the best rim protector in the game. So he was able to do that for me. Right. Not only did I have the best rim protector in the game, I also had the best wing defender in the game. So he was also able to do that for me. Right. So with that being said, Magic gets the ball in transition and he's got these guys running. Now, James also had Dwayne Wade on one end. He also had Chris Bosh. And these guys were doing that for him. But James, his ability to score, he was able to open up the lanes. He was able to get those guys better shots. Why was he able to get those guys better shots? Because his ability to score, now he goes in there and he beats up on their big men. He goes in there and he creates fouls. Now those guys have to be relaxed, especially the bigger guys, because they can't risk fouling, which is why I said his ability to score. I'm not even talking about him, because your stance is that Magic more Magic does more as a playmaker. I said that he's a better playmaker because he can score and his ability to just open up the offense and put pressure on the defense the way that he does. Everything you said that Magic that LeBron can do, which is put pressure on the defense, get them in foul trouble, Magic can do that too. Not as good Magic as James. Could, Magic could do that too. He could he Not put pressure on them. He could take he could take them down low. Magic's mm-hmm. Magic couldn't take them down low. Magic. He could. Absolutely. He could. Drop 42 as a center. He could could score down low. He he had that little baby hook. Yes, he could. So again, I think I'm not disagreeing. And and listen, I know the chat. I don't even need to look at the chat. I know they're all voting LeBron because they're voting with their hearts and say he's the better player. He is the better player. He is the better player. That's not what this is about, though. That's but not, that's not what this is about. No. Who's the better playmaker? Right. You know, so passing and assist is part of it. Yes. Well, he he. Magic is clearly the better passer, right? And obviously a- averaging, what, four or five more assists per game than, than LeBron? Correct. So, so he is the better passer. LeBron mm-hmm. is the better scorer. But I think the difference between the two is greater in, in the, for Magic, right? Because there's a lot of things. Listen, athleticism, we can't argue. And that's why I say take all that stuff out of it because, of course, LeBron's going to get up and down the court faster. LeBron is going to jump higher. But I go back to my my initial kind of point, which is if I have both guys with the same four, who's going to be the guy that makes better, like is the better playmaker, gets his team involved, get them easier buckets? And again, maybe our definition of playmaker is different. That's magic to me. And again, I'm not saying that it's well, it's not close, but it's it's still magic to me. Well, we also got to remember too, Tone, that we I'm talking to a very subjective guy right here. Tone, t- tell everybody who your guy is so I'm clear. Kobe. One more time. No, the other one. <laughs> and, and who, who, who got who got you in the basketball time? So so we're so we're one hundred percent clear. Okay. So well, who we, do you we, have? Hold on. Who do you have as the greatest of all time? Now, how long did it take me to do that? It wasn't like I just woke up oh. one day and was like, you know so, what? James so don't try to say I'm biased. Yes, biased. you are, and you know you why, and you know why, Tom? Because again, we talking about a dude that you've been loving for over 20 years. So you're, you're completely and utterly- 20? Subjective. Like, try like 40. Oh, Y'all yeah, I'm sorry, I, 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 I was trying to be nice. Everybody about, sees the gray, I don't care. Right, we're talking about a dude. So when I, when I look at James, right? And we're talking about a guy in James who, if I'm not mistaken, what's the logic on James? James makes what play all the time? He makes the right play. And in the, in the process of him making the right play, that's a part of playmaking, which is why I said, when James is scoring, he opens up so much more. And, and by the way, score, not, not just scoring. Let me, take, let me make sure I'm clear, Tom. When James is scoring, playmaking is not just subjective to passing. Playmaking is a number of different things that you laid out, 
right? So again, when I'm going in, I'm beating up on your big man, right? When I'm going in, I'm creating shots where I'm getting the perimeter guys to help off me and cause fouls, where now I can open up shots for you even more. In addition to opening up shots for you even more, I can get to the rim and score, and I can be a better playmaker. That All of that stuff goes in. So it's not just subjective to just me passing the basketball. All of that stuff is intertwined with being a with being a great playmaker. I will never, okay, and I don't like to use the word never because never is a long time. If you ever hear me say that Matt, that LeBron James is a better passer than Magic Johnson, I will take these headphones off and I will never speak basketball again because that is an out-of-body experience that I cannot attest to. So you'll never hear me say that ever. But so, in terms so of let's, a playmaker, let's go back. Let's I go do back. think that he's Let, let's, let's maybe go back a step. Let's go back a step. So, and, and just let me just say this to anyone in the chat that says this is a clear cut, then this is a silly argument. Give your head a shake. Um, when you when you define, if you can, in a sentence, a playmaker, what do you mean by a playmaker? When I, if I'm thinking about a playmaker, just in, 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 in one sentence, a guy who makes plays with and without the basketball, with the basketball, a guy who makes plays. <laughs> okay, so a guy a guy who makes a guy who makes no, plays no, no. with the basket no i'm laughing at jd saying he's shaking his head because he <laughs> thinks this is so um or thinks it's not it's not <laughs> shut up jd you're distracting me um so player so a guy who makes plays with the ball okay so uh, again I, I listen i'm gonna repeat the same thing because who makes the best plays with the ball of all time it's magic it's magic like you know, He's people, the, the, people the guys in the, the guys in the chat, that. the guys in the chat are like, uh, you know, LeBron makes his players around him better. No, he doesn't. Not yes, statistically. Does. Not no, yes, he, does. he doesn't. No, he makes the team better. The players around him statistically don't get better. And and the, play, and the players I'm statistically, I'm glad the players statistically that. don't get better. The team gets better. Right. Like and exponentially because, better. A hundred percent. But that's more to do with him as a scorer than him as a playmaker. Right. Whereas Magic, whereas Magic, Magic would be happy not scoring, knowing that I got everybody the ball and they got easy buckets. That's why Showtime even existed. Okay. If it wasn't for Magic's ability, court vision, and passing. That's just talking about passing. Playmaking is not just subjected to passing the basketball, though. That's the that, that's the point here. Playmaking is so much more than that. Tone, you talked about Magic scoring the basketball, right? Magic did have a five-year stretch where Magic went 21 and 12, right? Magic went 21 a game for five straight years. I can appreciate Magic's ability to score the basketball. Absolutely. But James, his ability to score the basketball made things, he put so much pressure on the defense and made things so much better for his art, made, so, made things so much better for him as a playmaker. So much better for him as a playmaker. Now, Kyrie Irving is open more. Now, uh, Kevin Love is open more. Now, Dwayne Wade is open more. Now, uh, Chris Bosh is open more. These guys are open more. And now because they're open more, and now this big guy is getting fouled, and now this big guy is, is, is has fouls on him, now this stuff is now affecting them, and that's because I'm making plays, not just passing the basketball. It's because I'm scoring as well. Magic did that too. <laughs> I just and Magic did that too. JD in the comments in the chat said, "Let's be honest. We all know who the greatest playmaker of all time is. It's Andre Iguodala." I'm taking Iguodala. <laughs> uh, Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. That's why. And that's why. And that's why my new favorite person in the chat oh yo says 
that I, Fluent, am his favorite panelist on Player's Choice. It's because JD says stuff like that. All right. Yeah, OG, you're in there too, though. There's a debate. So you're both both oh, loved. Yeah, everybody, but, uh, everybody, everybody loves him. We know that. <laughs> you needed this little boost. Uh, for I, the I, record, I, I got my one guy who says it's me, so I got I to gotta call it out. <laughs> they only it. love me because I'm with the this win. dude. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the tro- I'm the trophy wife, actually, because they only love me because I'm with this dude. Don't act like they just loving me. No, they, they only loving me because I'm with him, so. <laughs> oh man! For the record, uh, I'm sorry, fluent, but LeBron won seventy percent magic. Uh, uh, listen, 29. I, not, I know that, that was matters, gonna, but... I know that that was going to be the case because again, people have a very difficult time separating best player and and then other things. Not like for example, thing. for example, yeah. for example, I'm going to bring up a very sensitive topic for some, and then we'll get to whatever we have next. Um, just keep me on pace because you know I'll go off. Woo, squirrel. No, no, go. Um, I I mentioned this season because someone asked. They said, who is a better uh, mid-range shooter? This season only. Mm-hmm. Giannis or LeBron? And I said, well, for me, I'm picking, I'm saying Giannis, but I'm saying, but then I clarified and said, if you're looking from 16 feet to the three-point line, Okay, because I know that they, the NBA considers mid-range it closer, anything outside of the key. So then, yes, LeBron still has better numbers. But I said, just this season alone, mid-range, sorry, 16 feet to the three-point line, Giannis shoots more per game, and, and, and is, his field goal percentage is like 1% higher. And his proximity, I don't know if you know this, they have like a distance of a player zero to three feet, like how close the defender is to you. He also shot those with players closer to him, more percentage of the time than LeBron. So I said, so just in that, just in that one sliver, 16 feet to the three-point line, just this season, Giannis shoots a higher percentage and shoots more and with a defender closer to him. And they went after me like I had said, you know, their mama worked in 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 the red light district. Like they're you're crazy, blah blah. I'm like, no, I just look at the numbers. It's not, it's it's right there. It's I'm not yeah. making stuff up. But yeah. they there's a lot of people. I'm not saying the chat because our chat's amazing, but a lot of people have a very difficult time d- dissecting, right? Like I look, I'll give you one that most people don't know. Better finisher, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Better finisher. I, better finisher. I, I I I equate finishing with scoring, so I I put I put that with I put that with Jordan. So I took it as like close, like at the rim, finishing at the rim, mm-hmm. as the question. And I said LeBron, and everyone attacked me. They're like Jordan's the best. I'm like no, LeBron, zero to three feet is like seventy plus percent. Yeah. Like there might not be a better player. And then of course, and then I get I get attacked all the time. Uh, oh well, you know, there's no three, you know, the three second rule and this that. And I'm going, yeah, I know, but still. I don't have the stats for Jordan. I know he was creative around the rim. I do have stats from 96 and on. And they, uh, you know, with the exception of maybe now Giannis and maybe one other person, no one's better from zero to three feet than him. And he's not posting up. He's coming down the lane. And so it's just, again, they have that difficulty of separating the things. So you got to, you got to, you definitely got to, there has to be a, a disparity between the two, but just so, just so we clear, you know, Playmaking is not just subjective to passing, just like I said with Luca and Jason Kidd. Well, Jason Kidd, a lot of his action came in transition. Jason Kidd is one of the best transition guards in the game, in the, in, in the history of the game, no doubt. And, but a lot of that stuff was created by his defense. And 
him making plays for Richard Jefferson, him making plays for Vince Carter, him making plays for uh, Sean Marion and guys like that. He was great in transition, and I think that's where the separation is. And it's not just because he was. I think that Magic was a better. I think that James was better at scoring, and I that's that's why he was a better playmaker. So with Jason Kidd, I think that because of his defense, that made him a better playmaker. So yeah. So so here's the, I see what you're saying, right? We're always we're always simple. Maybe we shouldn't be more fun for people listening. But here's my thing. Passing is part of playmaking. And I believe that, and I believe that that should, for me, I weight it more than the other things that go into playmaking. And so because he's better at passing and it's weighted the highest, it, it, it's more than where LeBron is better at the kind of the scoring, the other things, which I weight less. Does that make sense? How though, Tone? Because like I just mentioned to you, like if you go in the for me, I said for me. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking heavy. Yeah, I weighed passing more. That's what I'm talking about. When I when I talk about you go when I talk about a guy going in there, so Jordan goes in there, he beats up on the big man, and now that big man got to come out the game. That's a part of playmaking. That's a big deal. That is a huge deal. Yeah, not for me. Okay, uh, Azana Tief in the chat, he had a question for you guys. Okay. What's your thoughts um, on MJ and Shaq as playmakers, players who had great scoring gravity? See, so Which there you go. So is Shaq a great playmaker because they hack a Shaq and they took everybody out of the game because of foul trouble? Well, Shaq wasn't directly involved in playmaking. He wasn't directly involved in causing those fouls. So they that was a part of coaching. They were they fouling him. Shaq. Right, they were fouling him, not because he was going to the bat. They were fouling him in half court. Tony put in a rule because you can't do that. I, I know, it's a good rule. It's a good rule. So, so, the, so then, so Magic passing to Kareem and then Kareem getting fouled. I give I isn't that on Magic that he gave him such a great pass that left him wide open and they had to foul him. Absolutely, that's playmaking. That, that is playmaking, and I, I, I don't discount that. But what I don't, what I also don't do is I don't subject playmaking only to passing, and that's what you're doing. No, uh, no, I'm just waiting, passing more. I'm just, I'm waiting it. Like when I look at all the things that go into it, right? just like, just like anything else, right? Like everything isn't equal. Like if we're talking accolades, is an all-star game appearance the same as an all NBA team? No, it's not. No, it wait, it's weighted right. different. So I, I wait passing more than the other things. Okay, in the super chat, um, Aritro Anon posed a question: Who do you guys consider the best playmaking big? The best playmaking big. Oh, that's, that's Chamberlain. <laughs> Don't. Why are you I'm laughing? Feeling you. Why, why are you no, laughing? No, no, it's, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's, no, I just I know. There's some Go. super talented ones, right? Arvidas mm-hmm. Sabonis, you know, blah blah blah. There's that you know names that a lot of people won't know. Um, but Wilt Chamberlain led the league in assists, total assists. Not well, per guy, game. Not per total game. Total assists. Total assists was Wilt. So he's he he was the best pass to this day. He's the best passing big man. Who are your? Uh, who well, are your well top you know, wait, three? wait, wait, wait. Let me hold on. Wait, Jokic. I got to put Jokic in there too. But Jokic yes. plays like this okay. weird. I always I say this all the time, and people look at me funny. Jokic plays this weird unicorn point center. So. But he is a seven footer, so weird. he is a big man. So he's it's uh, it's uh, yeah. I don't know how to describe. Jokic is a 
an exception to almost every rule. He's like, he's like LeBron, right? Like people try to put guys in these certain buckets. They don't fit, dude. Like they don't. So Jokic, Jokic is the, I, uh, you know what? I'd maybe go Jokic first, Wilt two. Okay. Um, and then three, who's three? Who's three? Biggs? Um, yep. Oh, Jabal. Um, I'll go Tim Duncan. We got Bill Walton twice in the chat. Uh, Bill Walton is good. He's up there. Tim Duncan, if he if he's a big. Chris Web Chris Webber was really good too as a playmaker. He was a top. Oh yeah, Chris Chris, Webber's underrated. Yeah, I'll 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 stick with my three. I'll go yo in order: Jokic, Wilt, and Duncan. Yeah, that's that'll be my three. All right. Chris, Chris, Chris was but Chris Rubber, Chris Rubber also, you know, it's also about opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Rubber played in a situation where he was able to utilize those skills. Yeah, Other was. players just are asked to do certain things. And that's why it's so tough because the system and the coaching and you know, your teammates play such a big role mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes you're just not able to do it, even though you might have the ability to do it, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know who I'm thinking of, but. I don't know Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant could probably average seven, eight assists a game, nine assists a game, but because he gets so much attention, but they, they don't want him to do that. They want him to score, right? There's and there's other players like that, but it's you got to play. You know, if you want to win, which at the end of the day, I think people forget sometimes. That's what you want to do. You, you got to play. And I always say, I say this to Jay all the time. It doesn't matter how many superstars you have. It's how many role players you have that buy in to the system and play their role. That's how you win. Very important. Very so that's important. that's that's the that's um that's one of the things where people just don't have the chance, and that's hey, that's okay. I'd rather win yeah. than have stats. Yeah. Do we want to do one v one? We still we, we had a cha- we had a championship. We're in the championship. Yeah, Let's no, do it. We have to Let's finish it off. Although yes. I don't have the matchups, you have. I, I have I have the matchups. <laughs> I absolutely okay, have the matchups. <laughs> So we're yes. going to go another two days in a row. We're going into overtime. So chat, if you didn't know, um, and chat, um, and JD, if you're listening, if you could throw up, as I say, these 1v1 challenges, let's get everyone's opinion on the final four. Let's, we're going to do it right through, right through right to through. the championship. Yeah. So here we go. So matchup number one, JD, if you're ready, we've got Michael Jordan. And I'll let you go first, Jay, just because I, so that I can look and kind of see what, what I'm doing here. Uh, we got Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird in the McDonald's commercial one-on-one matchup. <laughs> do you remember that? Wait, I Haley, do. have you ever seen that? I know you do. Have you ever seen that McDonald's commercial? Which one? So, oh, the- so Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, McDonald's commercial, where they play a game of horse oh. for their fries. It's incredible. Probably, probably. When we're done, maybe go in like YouTube a YouTube it. compilation. Yeah, go, go, I think you, I have go, you, go YouTube it for those that haven't. It's it's such a great commercial. Okay, it's incredible. Okay. So who Larry you got? Bird? Larry Bird in 1986 was a, that was arguably at that point. I was his he won the league MVP. That was his best season, right? With that being said, Jordan put a 63 on him. I just want to put that. <laughs> oh on wait, Jordan, what, okay. Jordan. What year yeah. did um, Larry Bird retire? 91 90, or 92? 92. 92. 92. 92. Yeah, yeah. So, so he not, and Jordan I'm, played. Oh, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not going to make this. I'm not going to make this something that's extra crispy. I'm just going to get right to it. Like I just said, in 1986, <laughs> yeah. the Boston Celtics were considered the best team that the NBA had ever seen. Bird had won the league MVP for the third straight year that year. Jordan put 63 on. So one on one, one on one. I think Jordan was a better. I think Jordan was a better one-on-one player than Larry Bird, and I think that he would have beat him. 
Larry Bird was a phenomenal shooter and a great scorer and a good defender. Um, and he, he could light it like, look, he would, he would be, he's bigger than Jordan, right? 6'9", almost 6'10". Uh, people don't realize like from French Lick, Indiana, like that was country strong. Like if you, if you don't know what that means, go find someone who bales hay for a living and ask them to lift you up. They will clean press you right over their head, right no, matter how, no matter how big you are. So he's country strong. Yeah. The problem is, again, we're going peak versus peak. So we're going the mm-hmm. best version of Jordan would probably would pull like a Vince Carter on Frank Weiss in the Olympics. <laughs> like you might just yeah. jump right over him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, and so look, Jordan, just his athleticism, his ability to not only shoot, but to take him to the, to the rim, to finish above the rim, to finish with contact. Right. That's why I mentioned that he was big to finish with contact at the rim. Mm-hmm. Like, and listen, bird as much smack as bird is going to talk. Jordan's going to match him mm-hmm. word for word. And if you put yeah, money yeah. on it, it's going to be even worse because he will, he will, he will take that personal. So yeah. um, I've got Jordan as well. Let's see what we got. we got 22 votes and I'm just, I'm going to, we're going to announce the winner and then say the next one, Michael Jordan with 22 votes, 91% to nine. And by the Michael way, Haley, and, and by the way, Haley, that, 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 when Jordan put that 63 on him, that was Jordan in year two. That wasn't Jordan in like year seven when he got yeah. better as an offensive player. That was Mike. That was Air Jordan, the dude who had hair. That's the dude that I remember. So, <laughs> no, I, th- I, I think he would have, in a one-on-one, yeah, I think Larry. Yeah, I, I remember I remember that Michael Jordan with hair, with yeah. the little gold, the gold chain that was like a choker yeah. around his neck. Yeah, that's I that's. Around that, I, I like was around that. when that dude was playing. That's yeah, a good look right there. And, yeah. and the chat came back, uh, the poll came back. 91% MJ and 8% Larry Bird, which, so Jade, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I don't think. Respect you know, to both, for, but that one, yeah. Absolutely respectable. Both top 10 players all time. Actually, everybody in this final four is a top 10 player all time. So here's number yeah. two. And I'm going to, I'm going to try. I can't make any promises, <laughs> but I'm going to try to be subjective. Oh, here we go. Oh, I, oh, I remember. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. From Lower Marion High School, Kobe, 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 Brian versus mm. from Akron, Ohio's own LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We gotta be fair. We gotta be fair. I'm being we fair. Be, be fair. We, we absolutely, we absolutely have to be fair. And again, we're talking about peak James. We're talking about peak. We're talking about peak James. We're talking about peak Brian. And Remember, Tone, I played one-on-one against this dude. So I know what he is. And I know what he's like. And I'm a huge James guy. Everybody knows how big of a James fan that I am. But Kobe has one of those games that once he figures you out, once he figures out what you like to do and what you don't like to do, he will not only exploit it, he will attack it. And he will not let you off the hook. Now, James can bully his way to wherever he needs to go. But Kobe has that in his game where Kobe has that in his game where he's so difficult to deal with once he gets going. James is so much difficult once he gets going also. Oh man, I'm having a difficult time with this. And we have to, I'm going to remind the chat because it's easy, like comparison wise, sure, but this is 1v1. This is one on one. Changing it up. Yeah, nobody to think in that aspect. Yeah, one on one. And someone said, someone in the chat said it doesn't mean anything. You're right. It doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. in terms of their MBA ability, whatever. 
this this has strictly to do with who's the better one-on-one player there's yeah. nobody to pass to can i can you yeah. just remind me the score in the in game two against kobe the game, in game two yeah you kobe. played it you played him twice right it was you oh, played twice the second the, the second time i played him yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, beat me 11, he beat me eleven zero. Eleven zero. Yeah, I just I just wanted to put that out he did, there. He didn't beat he didn't beat me eleven five. He, the first game we played, he beat me eleven to nine. The second game, he beat me eleven to oh. donut, and it wasn't close. And he, I don't think I I think I might have gotten the ball twice the second time we played him. Second Kobe, time I played him, Kobe wow. might be Kobe might go down as as well, and we'll find out here in a minute. But Kobe might go down as the best one on one player in the history of the world because of two things one people underestimate and i said this before people underestimate how smart he was of a basketball player because because here's why they think that he knows that he should pass he knows that he should pull up but he's too damn stubborn he's like i'm not passing you the ball you suck you're not as good as me i'd rather have me shooting over a triple team than you shooting wide open even though he knows his iq like through the roof hit. Mm-hmm. so that's why to jay's point once he figured you out yeah he, he i just don't think that when i think it's about like playing him poker a, he picks up your tells he'll pick up your tells when i i i i think james is the top five scorer i, I i'm having a difficult time i just don't think that bryant did anything better than james i just don't but in a 1v1 in a, in a 1v1 I wouldn't be surprised if Brian beat him in a one-on-one. I, 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 that wouldn't surprise me if, if Kobe beat him. In a, even though I don't think that Kobe did, does anything better than James. I don't. But in a, in a 1v1 where they're just going at it and anybody can win, I wouldn't be surprised if Kobe beat him. Or maybe if it was like best out of three. If it was one game, maybe LeBron would win that right. first game. But if it was like best out of three, Kobe would, like you said, figure him well, that's, out and by that's that what, point. And I think that's, that's how we position this, right? It's three games to 11. So right. who wins the two out of the three? Oh, and oh. and so here's yeah. the here here's the thing, LeBron, um, and it doesn't pain me to say this. Excuse me. LeBron is bigger, stronger, faster, right? And and I have him ranked above my favorite player, which shows you that I can be subjective. I have him ranked oh, over Tom, my favorite player. Twist your arm for this. Don't you act did like not. you just did it. No, 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 don't act I like that. I had, to, I had to twist your arm. We had to go through this whole ordeal. You know, I don't rank players that are still playing. I don't rank no. active players. Right. That's, so it's true. Oh my God, Haley. Let me tell you, this dude right here. Oh, oh man. Pull it up. Pull it up. I want to see. He's gonna oh, bring up. I'm accountable. Scary, scary <laughs> oh, coming. All right, um, scary fluence oh, coming question who somebody asked and i can't quite remember who right. knocked out uh hakeem was it was that who okay uh, you want me to you want me to check that i think Jamal uh, who knocked, knocked out hakeem hakeem yeah. hakeem uh yeah kareem kareem beat out hakeem mm-hmm. okay yeah so. and then durant and then durant right. knocked out kareem mm-hmm. so there there, just, there you like have I, said, it. I just don't think that kobe does anything better than james but in a one-on-one to 11 one time it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me i wouldn't be like yo he really James, know, the would, one the one thing well i will say this i agree with you i think there there isn't much that i won't say nothing but there isn't much that lebron that sorry that kobe does better than lebron in a five-on-five basketball game mm-hmm. however the one thing i know he does better than kobe is pass facilitate he's like a more willing passer 
And the one thing I know about Kobe, there there might not be a better want to score, want the you know, want to take you one on one. And keep in mind, people are people in the chat. I see what some of them are saying, where they're like, "Oh, but you know, LeBron can score in twenty, you know, thirteen. LeBron here and there." Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: we're dealing with you can't have like the the best of like different eras. You have to pick one. Like at his, let's say it's 2013, right. Braun, right? So right. so keep that in mind. So when I look at the two, I look at, you know, like I said, LeBron's going to score. He's going to figure it out. But his biggest strength is, over everybody else, is his playmaking. Kobe's biggest strength is taking you one-on-one. That he rose to that challenge. And I know this is in a game setting and there's, you know, but I saw Kobe and LeBron go one-on-one. And I saw Kobe do what he wanted to do. LeBron gave it back to him just as good. And I would love, and I think I'm as I'm as I'm as close as the chat is. So the chat is mm-hmm. 5148. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go with the chat and with Jay and say Kobe wins it in a clo- like eleven to ten. Yeah. Like uh to steal a, uh I believe it's JR, my good friend Jim Ross from the WWE. It'll be a slobber knocker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you so that leads up. us so that so that leads us with so that leaves us with a one-off. That leaves us with a championship now, Haley. Am I not correct? So now yeah, we have a championship. That's, yeah, that's it. Right, and, and who's in? The, and who's in the championship? Who is in the championship? Oh I think man! It's Jordan, so it's Jordan and Kobe. Jordan uh, and Kobe. So the guy, the the OG, and the guy who admittedly took everything from him. And just for the record, for those that Michael Jordan said. I don't think anyone could beat me one on one, except for Kobe because he steals all my moves. There's the difference right there. That, that's <laughs> it right there. Because because this dude beat my whole style. <laughs> However, when I look at Jordan, he's the best scorer that I've ever seen, and I don't think that Kobe could. I don't think Kobe would outscore him. I don't because I think that it would be ridiculously competitive, and I don't think either of the, I don't think neither of them would crack. But I think Jordan would outlast him. I just, I, I just think that he would outlast him at doing what he does, and that would be the difference. Jordan's the Jordan's the best one-on-one player. He's the best scorer. To answer, just quickly, I'll answer the chat. Giannis was not voted in to the top twenty, so no one yet knocked out Giannis. He wasn't in it. Um, maybe next. Maybe maybe when we do this again later on, um, or when we do like current or the last twenty years or whatever, we'll yeah. we'll do another one. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's this old, I forget what movie it is. You know, I like to quote from old stuff. So unfortunately, I don't remember. But there's this old movie where someone said, well, you know, you taught me everything you know. And, and, and the master says, no, no. I taught you everything you know. I didn't teach you everything I know. There's a difference. Mm. And there's, and there's like a difference. That. Yeah. Same thing. So, so Same I thing. think, so as much as, you know, I want to give, you know, that... I'll give credit to Jordan. Kobe did steal all his moves, all of his moves. Kobe had the advantage of getting to watch and learn from Jordan. Jordan didn't have the opportunity to watch and learn from Kobe. So there's certain things that Kobe did that he just either learned on his own, stole from other people. Just for the record, there's absolutely nothing wrong with stealing moves. Like I remember what you, I know Jay, you did, did this too. I'd see something, whether I'd be watching college basketball, NBA, whatever. And then I'd go out and try it. I'd go to the gym and I'd be like, how did he do that? Okay, let me, let me figure out how to do that. So I know that Kobe's doing that. And 
I know Jordan's going to take it personal. I, I do. I, again, I, I know that I'm, I'm worried about saying what I'm about to say, but maybe I'll, we'll let the chat be the tiebreaker. I think Kobe wins. I think Co- again, very Whoa. super, super <laughs> close, but I just, who, like, just who matches up better with Mike than Kobe. They're both going to hit the fadeaway. They're both going to play crazy intense defense. They're both never going to quit. Like they might be like, no, run it back. They might play like 400 games. That's what I'm thinking. They might might be like win or die. (laughs) Win or die. Kobe's just younger. Well, actually, no. So I shouldn't say that. Uh, Well, it's prime versus prime. So prime versus prime. So, yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Kobe. And let me. What advantage over MJ do you see Kobe having? What's that one that puts him one notch up? One, I think he's a, he's a more consistent outside shooter, whereas Jordan almost exclusively, and don't get me wrong, he can't, he's going to take it to the, to the ah, he's going to probably pull up mid-range on him all day long. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not even confident about my answer, um, but I'm just, <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm thinking like Kobe's going to, Kobe's going to do all, Kobe's going to know everything that Mike does Mike might not might not know one thing that Kobe does because he again just the advantage of getting to watch one and the other didn't get to watch the other. Um, you know now hmm. Mike might have that best line: "You could wear my shoes, but you can never fill them." So there, there might there might be that too. <laughs> I'm definitely more yeah. confident about this answer than I was with James and Brian. I'm definitely more confident about this, and I equated to. You know, when you get to that certain age, and Tony, you can attest to this, when you get that certain age, and you think you can take dad, and then you start pushing on dad a little bit, you realize, man, I, don't, I, I didn't realize this dude was this strong. There's a reason why he's called dad. There's a reason why he is who he did is. I t- so, did I ever tell you this story? Did I ever tell you that story about my about my dad? Uh, let me let me share it for those that didn't. Yeah. So my, my dad's about 5'5". Five, five, um, uh, like a buck 40 soaking wet, okay? And I'm, I've always been like, I mean, people laugh like in, in our school pictures, like, you know, my wife and I've known each other since kindergarten. And she's like, yeah, you're always in the back row in the middle. So I've always been like one of the taller kids. Right. And so by, you know, high school, I want to say like by sophomore, maybe junior year, I was already six two six three two hundred ten 210 pounds. So my little five foot five, you know, 140 pound dad didn't want me to go out. I shouldn't sh- share this because I went out and I got an earring which is long gone, as you can see, like you can't even see the hole anymore. Uh, I want to and I wanted to go out with, with my, you know, as he would call them, my bad friends. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah okay, I'm going, right? <laughs> Get out of here, little man. No lie, man. He grabbed me and picked me up and just went, like, took from the doorway, that picked me string. up. Yeah. Picked me up, turned me and said, no, you're not. And I, and I was, and the thing is, I, I don't know that I would have fought back because he's my dad, but at the same time, I was I was so in shock that my feet were off the ground. I'm like, how the hell did you just lift me? And like, I, I it's not like I jumped. Like he picked me up and moved me. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? And so I went to yeah. I went to my older brother. I went to my older brother because my brothers are six and ten years older, so they're old. I went to my oldest brother. I said, "What the hell just happened? Like, I'm not going out because I'm confused." And he and he You're taught me shot. about dad. He taught me about dad strength. He goes, "That's yeah. dad strength." And I'm like, "Damn, I or, can't wait to be a dad. This would be good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or so, just so, look for me. It was just a look, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> well, that's that's how I feel about Kobe Bryant. You know, yeah, guy who. Jordan, I think Jordan's best scoring outage 
like when he had it figured out, I think that's the 1992 George. That's the dude that none of you guys can do anything with me. There's nothing that you can do with me. I can get wherever I want, whenever I want. I think him against 05, 06 Kobe, I still think he beats Kobe. Yeah, and chat results agree with that. It was 69% MJ and then... So, so we have but, MJ as the greatest one-on-one player of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, so do we have anything else? I almost feel like we've, we've run long. You want to give yeah. everybody two minutes if anybody has any questions? We never did a Q&A. You yeah. want to do a Q- quick Q&A with the chat? Do you have time, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I was actually going to say that. Um, oh, okay. we, I mean, I know we don't technically have like a discord or anything, but um, you guys in the chat, like, you know, we're kind of just starting out with fluent and chill. And so you're all growing with us, but um, always feel free to leave comments under the, the video on YouTube, because then we can kind of go back to those and answer them um, or any ideas you have um, or on any of our accounts as well. Always say, Hey, I'm here from. Oh yeah. What's so your account? What's your account? Haley? Uh, mine's out of my league. I'm just on TikTok right now, but well, don't just say ah, just um, out of my. Just give it them. They might want to know think, what is it. Underscore. Yeah, yeah. I think it's underscore out of with just an a my league on TikTok, and I make random like it's more funny slash just kind of my thoughts. I'm a big Warriors fan, so beware. <laughs> Some people don't love that, but um. And everybody yeah, knows always- Chill Town. Everybody knows. CH, Everybody by the way, you always get Chi Town. It is not Chi Town. It is Chill Town. C H L T W N 32. No, sir, I'm, not. I'm not from Chicago. 32, Magic's number, by the way, just saying. Um, Chill Town, Chill Town 32. Give him a follow. But no, no, I want to bring something up because someone tagged you in something that you don't know about. And I want you to know, Jay. They tagged, and the links are in the in the description for all socials. Thank you, JD. Um, you will see Chilltown thirty two C H L T W N thirty two on Instagram. That is not him. That Ignore not. that. Yeah, I tagged <laughs> you. I, I was I like, why that. does he only have like two hundred followers? Which is fine. I thought you were just quiet, and that then it's not him. I am not on well, Instagram. Like, I am not on Facebook. I am not on Snapchat. I am only on TikTok and YouTube. That's it. I don't do none of that other stuff. None of it. Richard and Walton Richard, loves yeah. Richard. Oh, you're about to say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was. Well, I was going to say uh, Richard Walton said, I love discussion, discussions like this. I'll be back. And we appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm just playing Applause. with this. You, you wait till I get you wait till I get more familiar with this stuff. Uh, we gotta we'll some get great, our intro song going. I'm going to get our intro song. You know, I'm going to get that's not ridiculous. So <laughs> that's going to be on there. Um, okay, and, questions. And of course, uh, real quick. Fluent. Okay, real quick. Rapid let's fire go. questions. Rapid um, fire. Let's go. Rapid fire. Uh, top five scorers all time. Chill. Uh, Jordan, James, Jabal, Bryant, Durant. Cool. Jordan, Jabbar, James, uh, Durant, Bryant. <laughs> okay. It's, same, same, it's the same five. five. Oh, it's the same five. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Hakeem or Tim Duncan. Who want you start? In in okay. what? Uh, no, no context, just w- no whatever context? your mind allows. In, yeah. in a one-on-one game or just I, better overall? I think oh, comparison wise, I yeah, think. Over, overall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Um, rapid wow. fire. So no explanation. Oh, rapid fire. Okay. Just, rapid yeah. fire. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Tim Duncan. Okay. I got, I got these guys right behind each other. I got Duncan at eight. I got a large one at nine. So Duncan. 
Okay. But the it's larger one's literally right behind him. Yeah, I think I got them seven, eight, or eight, nine, yeah. two. So that's why I was like, um, yeah, um, yeah Dunk, but Duncan. Okay. Um, show most versatile player in the league currently, right now. The most versatile player in the game right now. I think that's Giannis. That's why he's the best. Mm. Jokic. That's why he's a two-time MVP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think. Oh, okay. Fluent. Uh, would Rockets have beat Bulls if Jordan never retired? No. Wait, which year? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 they would. No, the no, 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 no. I knew he was gonna say that. No, all I'm gonna, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say to this is, Michael Jordan said to a reporter after a game after the Rockets had beaten them for the fifth time in six tries at the end of 1992. Jordan said to this reporter, "It's a good thing they can't ever get out of the West." And the reporter asked him, "Well, why would you say that?" He said, "Because we have no answer for that monster that they have. I don't know mm. that we can beat them." Yeah, you know what that's called? It's called setting them up for the kill just in case no, they played him in no, the final. No, oh, it is not. Yeah. No, it is not. Uh-huh. Master of the mind game. I don't think Jordan wanted anything Listen, to do no, with Olajuwon. Of, co- of course he, he, he didn't want to. to. Okay, but hold on. No. After after Olajuwon, after Olajuwon, and let's not, like, okay, Ewing's not on the same level as Olajuwon, but they faced centers, like teams that were center-oriented. Mm-hmm. After Olajuwon, what did they have to worry about? After Olajuwon? Uh-huh. Well, first of all, that Rockets team had been together for quite a while. Let's, I, I let's, understand let's, that. So in the 1994 1993-94 season tone, let's make sure we remember they had won 16 straight to start the season. They were 22-1 and one at one point. That wasn't just a good team. Now, they might not have had the supporting cast of the Bulls. They might not have had the supporting cast of the Jazz or guys like that. But that was a good team. That was a really who, good team. Can you, and can they you had remind a, me? You're, you're, you're the historian. Can you remind me? Who, who, who were the teams that the Rockets couldn't get past to make it into the finals. Who were the teams that the Rockets couldn't get past yeah. to make it to the final? Oh, the, the one, there was only one team. There was only six times in 10 years. The, the one team that bounced them was the Seattle, Seattle Supersonic. They couldn't get past. And what did the Bulls do to them in the, in the, in the finals? They beat them in six games. And okay. now wait a minute. Okay. Make sure we remember, make sure we remember that that Seattle team that was in 1996 Okay, that wasn't the 1993-94 Houston Rocket team. However, however, it did work out in the favor of the Houston Rockets because give you Jordan Shrug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just, uh, they, they, yeah. Okay. It was rapid fire. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, last question. Um, <laughs> oh, there's a football one though. We got to I, I see. Yep. Football that was names. the one I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna hit. Okay. I have a theory. Uh, Oh, this is by Issy Wealthy. I have a theory that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are like the LeBron and Jordan uh, and Jordan and Brady have more accomplishments, but Braun and Rodgers are better overall players. What do you guys think about that? If that makes sense. I'm sorry if that was a little. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are like LeBron and Jordan. Jordan and Brady have more accomplishments, but LeBron and Rodgers are better overall players. What do you guys think about that? Mm, I don't think that that's a comparison. And the reason why I don't think that's a comparison is simply because James has had more success in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers has withered when he's been the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. As 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 bad as his you know forty percent win record is in the finals, LeBron has had significant. If you think about it, not to get too analytical, but if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers made the Super Bowl once, and and in the game that got him to that Super Bowl, he stunk. 
it was his defense that dominated. I don't know. You can't see the helmet. Wait, that dominated my Chicago Bears. That's the only reason. Oh, and and by and the Bears had their third string quarterback Caleb Haney playing. That's the only reason they're in that Super Bowl. So if you think about it, if it wasn't for and I know this is a big what if, but if it wasn't for Jay Cutler and 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 think, just think about that, they needed and a BJ Raji interception in the fourth quarter, a pick six at that on the third string quarterback Caleb Haney. Aaron Rodgers has zero Super Bowl appearances. I believe zero Super Bowl, yeah, zero Super Bowl appearances, zero Super Bowl wins. Uh, I felt like yeah. Chris Berman. I felt like Chris Berman there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel I agree with both of you on that one. And last one, uh, for real, for real. Uh, please do 01 Lakers versus 17 Warriors, and then we'll wrap it up. Oh, the Los Angeles Lakers in 2001 is the best team that I, they they're one of the three best teams that I've ever seen. And I think that they, I don't think they destroyed the 17 Warriors, but I do think that they beat them. And the mm-hmm. reason why I think that they beat them is simply because the, the 17 Warriors had some things go their way if throughout the series. The, war, the, the Lakers never really had anybody on the, nobody had them on the ropes. That Philadelphia team, the reason why they beat the Lakers in game one, the Lakers had 10 days off. There's a reason why the Lakers mocked them after losing that first game. And they, not only did they mock them, they ran through the Western Conference, which is still a record to this day. No team in the history of the NBA is undefeated on the road in the playoffs. The Los Angeles Lakers in 2000-2001 are. Again, no other team in the history of the game can say that they've done that. People, people are going to want to say, people are going to want to say, and I'm even thinking to say, the 17 Warriors just because so much shooting, so much firepower, so much mm-hmm. offense. The problem is where they're weak is in the middle. And look, I'm not saying it like I'm not comparing that team to the team, the current Warriors team, but you you'll see when you have a huge disparity in the middle, what it can mean to a team. And they would have no one that could do anything against Shaq. Now, could Shaq, you know, people, well, he couldn't get out and guard anybody. Okay, fair enough. But that also means you're not coming inside. And we know that, and you know this, you're a Warriors fan. When they're hot, they're unbeatable. When they're average or worse, they stink. So, you know, it's still a seven. I think it's, I think it's probably the toughest matchup that that Lakers team would have had to face. Mm -hmm. And it's seven. Um, But yeah, I I, I think that Lakers team was just like, wow. They were just, they were so good. People forget, like, they might be the greatest team ever. Mm -hmm. Like, they were that good. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that, like I'm talking about, I'm comparing, listen, yeah. the 70, I'm talking about the 17 Warriors, the 72 and 10 Bulls, like they might be the best team ever. Haley, in the they 75 year history of the NBA, there has never been a team to go undefeated on the road in the playoffs. That means that we have to go into your building and win every game. And they did that. Every That's game. crazy that they they're the that. only team. That wow. includes the 60s. That includes the Celtics of the 60s. Everything. Who won eight straight. That wow. includes the Bulls of the 90s. Nobody ever did that. We're coming into every team that we play in their building, and we're going to win every game. They're not going to beat us one time in their building. That's never happened before. And it hasn't happened and, since they did it. It was up. It was it may one never happen again. they did that. It yeah, may yeah. not. Yeah, it wow. may never happen again. Yeah, that that people. I, I, I feel like basketball, basketball was in a weird time in 01. And not a lot of people, like they were coming, you know, Jordan was still, I guess, technically around, but that Jordan and the Bulls were gone. Yeah. And and we weren't really sure what was going to happen. 
and mm. and people just kind of you know scoring was down i think you know like by 03 it was the lowest scoring the nba had ever been so in 01 it was the second or third or fourth lowest scoring it was very defensive it was and this team just like just wow like people because not it was it was not a, i think viewership was down too i don't know if you remember that i feel like was. viewership was down there just it was. there wasn't they were everyone was kind of like hung over from the bulls of the 90s it and was. there was a, it was a weird time people if people go back and watch that team and see like just even their role players played their roles perfectly it was just it was so it was the perfect kind of mix of everything coming together exactly. for them it was the perfect so storm i think they call it yeah that was beautiful yeah well super chat thanks for joining us today and all your amazing i love that i love that you call them super i love that you call them super chat (laughs) our super chats well i think it was great kind of doing the rapid fire questions at the end i like it i like it uh, they said i could ask questions questions for days and i think that we all could i'll always learn from you guys so um but yeah i think that's it for tonight um we'll be back next tuesday uh tuesday tuesdays thursdays 9 p.m yep yep um but yeah for now jay you want to take it like but take it